When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you find yourself looking at all the bourbon on the store shelves but don't know where to start or the differences? Did you know that bourbon is a distinctive product of the United States? It can't be produced anywhere else in the world. I learned this listening to Bourbon Pursuit. If you think you like bourbon, get ready to love bourbon. Bourbon Pursuit is the official podcast of bourbon. The best source for all bourbon news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. Three new episodes every week. Learn the next bourbon trends, great bottles, the personalities behind your favorite brands, and get the juicy scoop on all things whiskey. Take your knowledge from being a bourbon novice to a bourbon baron. Wherever the good stuff is poured, Bourbon Pursuit is just a play button away. Join your hosts Kenny Coleman, Ryan Cecil, and Fred Minnick on an epic bourbon adventure. Subscribe and follow Bourbon Pursuit wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, this is episode number 55 of Excuse Me? That's illegal. The podcast that takes a hardcore look gets some softcore crimes. I'm your polite Canadian host, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple stories about some car thefts up north, eh? Anyone who thinks we're too busy over here drinking maple syrup and watching hockey to commit crimes? Sorry to burst your bubble, but we have lots of lawbreakers over here. Sometimes people will even steal our vehicles. And I'm not just talking about snowmobiles. They take our cars too, eh? I'm telling you, it's dangerous over here. My apologies if I sound a little extra macho this episode. I've just been sick as a dog all week, but hey, the show must go on. And I think it makes me sound a little mysterious. And that's hot. Um, In other news, Podcast Magazine's Hot 50 Charts. I harassed you about it last month, and it paid off big time, because we cracked the top 10, baby! <laughs> This little pod came in 10th place for December. Big thanks to everyone who voted. I'll keep a link in the show notes. If you want to take a moment and vote, I'd greatly appreciate it. I love making it on some charts. Don't know how much it helps with snagging new listeners, but it definitely ups my street cred in this business. And if anything, it's just a morale booster. Feels good to know this show is headed in the right direction. And I can only do that with your support, so thank you. All right, let's get a couple jokes in before we cover these crazy Canadian crimes. The first one comes via a Florida woman. 
my pal Betsy, and she posted this in the show's Facebook group. She says, I had a happy childhood. My dad used to put me in tires and roll me down hills. Those were good years. Yep, they certainly were. The next one comes from upjoke.com. So here goes. What did the artist say when he realized his vehicle was stolen? Hey, where did my van go? Alright everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with more tales of low-level Canadian crime. And don't worry my friends, I promise to get you back home in time to watch some Letter Kenny. Episode number 55, Canadian Car Thieves. Stealing a car sounds pretty difficult, doesn't it? It requires a certain set of skills, or at the very least, a certain set of balls. The truth is, it's not that hard. I almost carjacked someone when I was in my early 20s, and I wasn't even trying. My girlfriend at the time was picking me up one night. We were going to catch a movie. This was the summer of 2005. We were going to watch 40-Year-Old Virgin, if I'm not mistaken. The best. So she pulled up to the front of my busy apartment building, or so I thought, and I hopped into her vehicle. I said, hey, buckled up my seatbelt, then stared straight ahead. But then something didn't feel right. It was awkward. Car smelled different, and there were some fuzzy dice hanging in the windshield thingy that I hadn't noticed before. I slowly turned to my left to ask her why we weren't moving, or why she wasn't talking, why there was no music playing, why it felt so damn uncomfortable in this car when I realized... I didn't even know this person. I had hopped into some frightened middle-aged woman's vehicle. She just sat there, bug-eyed and speechless. We spent an awkward five seconds or so just staring into each other's eyes. It was in that moment that I realized if I had told this deer in headlights to start driving, she probably would have. I could have easily taken control of the situation. She was just sitting there waiting for me to make the next move. Of course, I didn't do anything because I'm not a criminal. I just said, oops, sorry. Wrong car. Then excuse myself out. It just goes to show that stealing a vehicle can be easy. And you can even pull it off by accident. Okay. Our first story takes us to Cornwall, which is a city in eastern Ontario that has a population of a little under 50,000 people. In 2021, Maclean's, a very popular Canadian news magazine, made a list of the best communities to live in Canada. Cornwall came in at number 8 out of the 415 communities in the running. Not too shabby at all. Mayor Bernadette Clement said, quote, It is nice that Maclean's has recognized something that people have known for a long time. Cornwall is a great place to live. Our growing community is beautiful and friendly. You'll find everything you need to enjoy an exceptional quality of life. End quote. Yep, it sure seems nice. Got that small town vibe to it. I checked out TripAdvisor, 
They had a list of things to do in Cornwall, and there were lots of parks and a waterfront trail for those wanting to get out in the fresh air. There's also Archie's Family Golf Center, where you can hit up the driving range or play some mini putt with the family. They have an ice cream shop, too. You can get cones, sundaes, banana splits, and enjoy them on one of the many picnic tables for seating. Just good family fun. I love places like that. I think that sufficiently sets the tone for the kind of wholesome place we're entering. But I gotta tell you about one more place that caught my eye. I'm sure you've all heard of these escape rooms, right? I did one with some friends about five years ago, and it was fun and challenging. But this one takes it to the next level. It's done at the old Cornwall Prison, which was built 170 years ago. Escape Manor is the company that puts this on. Let's get a brief description here. Escape the Cornwall Prison is an immersive escape-the-room experience with live actors played out in a decommissioned county prison. Teams are challenged to use their minds and work together as they navigate their way to freedom. Not sold on it yet? Let's get David C.'s reaction from his visit back in 2017. Quote, That was a lot of fun. Went with four couples. This is more than an escape room. The challenge is to escape the jail. You start off in a holding cell and move through an escape story with actors throughout the jail. You have to escape from several parts of the jail as your group is moved to different areas. The actors are there to add to the experience. This is by far the best escape I've done or have heard about. If you're into this kind of thing at all, you have to try this place. End quote. Hell yeah. There's actors playing the warden and prison guards and they're all into it. I always thought that would be a good gig for a struggling actor trying to make it in the business. Just to stay sharp. Keep on their toes, you know? Anyways, I'm getting off track here. And no, that wasn't a well-placed ad for an escape room company. Just thought it sounded cool. That's all. So we're in the fantastic community of Cornwall. The date is June 23rd. The year is 2018. A woman who chose to remain anonymous throughout this whole saga, out of what I can only imagine is sheer embarrassment, enters an Enterprise rent-a-car. For a more natural flow to the story, we will call her, uh, we'll call her Flo. Yeah, let's go with that. Flo comes across as a bit of a Karen, the I'd like to speak to your manager type of woman. Damn it, I should have called her Karen. We'll stick with Flo, though. So she walks into this place, and, oh, for those of you not familiar with the Canadian company Enterprise Rent-A-Car, the name speaks for itself. It's an enterprise where you can rent a car. Just thought I'd clear that up. Flo rents a black Nissan Sentra for two weeks. The story hits close to home for myself, as that's exactly what I drive. Mine's a 2016, this one's a 2018. Same make and model though, same color too. So this all goes off without a hitch. She hops into her rental and drives just a few minutes through town to the local Walmart. Let me add that I'm not sure what the reason was for Flo needing to rent a car, but she is a Cornwall resident. She wasn't on vacation or anything like that. She gets her first errand of the day out of the way, a little shopping. Much easier with a vehicle, am I right? Flo then enters the newly acquired rental, pushes the button to fire it up, and takes off back to her home. Now hold up. Let's rewind this thing about five minutes, okay? A man who also chose to remain nameless, we'll call him Chad, well, he enters the picture. He drives into the Walmart parking lot and parks in the vicinity of Flo, just a few spots away. He's driving a black Nissan Infiniti. Oh boy, you see where this is headed? I'm not familiar with these newer cars. My wife's is only a couple years old, but she doesn't use a key fob. 
but apparently that's what both Flo and Chad used for their automobiles. A key fob is a remote keyless system, so basically you don't need a key. You have a little remote that you use to lock and unlock the vehicle, and then once you're in, instead of sticking the keys into the ignition, you just push a button and go. Pretty cool and convenient. These are generally very difficult to steal as the remote needs to be in the vehicle in order to drive away. They are extremely easy to steal, however, even by accident, if you leave your car unlocked, unattended, and the remote in the vehicle, as Chad did. We know Cornwall is a safe town, a caring community, but come on, Chad, you're practically begging for this to happen. We've all heard of communities, especially back in the 70s, where people say you didn't have to worry about locking your doors. They were always talking about houses, though, from my recollection, not cars. So as you can see here, through a comedy of errors, this is how Flo was able to unwittingly steal Chad's car. Let me just point out that I saw pictures of both the Sentra and Infinity involved in this situation. While they're both black and Nissans, they don't really look that similar. This specific Infinity was actually a hatchback, so it's pretty crazy that Flo confused the two. She doesn't come across as a car person, and she's also not very perceptive. Like I said in my experience earlier, when I hopped into that car that wasn't my girlfriend's, it just felt off. The sights, the smells, you could just sense something was different. In her defense, she'd only been sitting in that rental for five minutes though, so she didn't have much time to get super familiar with it. And Chad bit of a dumbass for leaving his car unlocked and all that, but we have to give him kudos for keeping a reasonably clean vehicle. Flo had a couple complaints that we'll get to later, but Chad kept his car pretty well maintained. I don't know about you guys, but if Flo had hopped into my vehicle, she would have realized real quick she wasn't sitting in her rental. She'd be sitting in crumbs, stains all over the place, fast food wrappers scattered about. My kid's socks would be in there, probably a broken tennis racket, some used tampons. You name it, it's a nightmare in there. And that's just the inside. The outside's fairly dirty too. Let's just say your boy ain't the type to be outside washing his car in the driveway on a Saturday morning. Okay, back to the story. A few minutes after Flo leaves, Chad comes out with his groceries, and he's all like, What the heck? Dude, where's my car? Where's my car, dude? After scratching his ass for a moment, he calls the police and reports his car stolen. Unfortunately, there were no witnesses and no camera footage of that section of the parking lot, so Chad's basically screwed. While he waits to hopefully get his car back or figure out how he's going to get a new one, deal with insurance and all that, our boy is in dire need of some reliable transportation. Where can a guy go to get his hands on a used vehicle? You guessed it, Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Isn't that ironic, don't you think? Is that even ironic? I feel like we overuse that term up here in Canada. I blame Alanis Morissette for that. Traffic jam when you're already late. Hey, no smoking sign on my cigarette break. This is so ironic. Uh, where are we here? <laughs> uh, we've got Chad sorted out here. So let's get back to Flo. Like I said, she lives in the area. And she's just living her life, unknowingly driving a hot vehicle. She obviously didn't run into Chad during this time or get pulled over by police or anything like that. Nope, she's just doing her thing, working, shopping, maybe hiking along the mini nature trails or going to Archie's Family Golf Center to get her mini putt on. Speaking of golf, that reminds Flo. She has a bone to pick with management over at Enterprise. Once her two weeks is up, she returns her rental. And, well, let's get a quote from a Facebook post from Cornwall Police because this sums it up nicely. Cornwall PD, quote, 
Once inside, the woman spoke to the manager and commented about how unkept the inside of the vehicle was and the fact that there was a set of golf clubs in it as well. The woman was not impressed and handed over the keys. End quote. What a fool. She must have been really distracted not to notice she stepped into the wrong vehicle that first day, perhaps on her cell phone or something. The manager, as you can imagine, is shocked about this revelation. This is the first time he's received a complaint like that. I mean, Enterprise is a legit business. They have cleaners who, you know, vacuum it up, clean the vehicle's interior so it's nice and spiffy between customers. This would be like entering your hotel for the first time to an unmade bed and rumpled up tissues on the ground. That just ain't how Enterprise rolls. That's the first red flag here, that something is up. The next one comes when Flo hands over the keys to a Nissan Infiniti. No, 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 lady. You were rented a Sentra. He goes outside and checks out the vehicle and is all like, I don't know where you got this, but it ain't one of mine. After some arguing, they discuss where she went, trying to figure out what went wrong here. Flo, retracing her steps, goes, well, after I got the vehicle, I went shopping at Walmart. Okay. So they drive over to Walmart together. And lo and behold, that is where they find the Nissan Sentra. It sat in that same parking spot for two weeks. Never moved. The manager then promptly calls the police to report Flo's silly mistake. Police described her as being confused and a wee bit embarrassed, as she should be. Stephanie McRae, communications with Cornwall Police, was interviewed by CTV News and had this to say about the silly scenario. Quote, We investigate stolen vehicles every now and again. However, this is a unique situation for us. End quote. Yeah, no shit. It's not every day someone accidentally takes the wrong car, not realizing it until two weeks later. Chad was notified of the mishap, and we get a happy ending here. Chad and his vehicle were reunited and it felt so good. Chad and Flo were able to have a chuckle about the whole incident, and Cornwall PD did not press any charges. And there we have it. That is our first story of Canadian car thievery. What do you say we hop into the next one, eh? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And for this story, well, it took place in 1998, but came onto everyone's radar when Kevin Friedman, our main character here, made a tweet about his crazy experience that went viral in 2019, 21 years later. I'll be using quotes from his interview with CBC and info from his tweet throughout. Okay, with that being said, let's head on over to Winnipeg which is a city in Manitoba. THE city in Manitoba. It's their capital. It's cold as balls in Winnipeg in the winter. I know that much. 
They also have a hockey team called the Winnipeg Jets and a football team called the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which is in the CFL, the Canadian Football League. If you were unaware that Canada has its own football league, we do. And don't worry, you're not missing much. Just kidding. It's actually pretty cool. It's a little different than the NFL. For one, they get paid a lot less. There's three downs instead of four, which makes for more action and risk-taking, in my opinion. And the end zones are also huge, 20 yards deep instead of the typical 10. Anywho, let's go over there, girlfriends. We're in Winnipeg, and it's a hot summer day in August of 1998. If you were a big moviegoer back then, there were solid summer blockbusters that year, including Armageddon, American History X, that was one of my favorites, Saving Ryan's Privates, sorry, that was a porno, I mean Saving Private Ryan, Lethal Weapon 4, Blade, starring Wesley Snipes, phenomenal, and Halloween H2O, right on. All right, where were we? Getting sidetracked again here. Ah, right. Hot, summer, August, 1998. Kevin Friedman is a teenager at this point. He's 17 years young, and he's a lifeguard and swim instructor at the Sergeant Park Pool. For any locals, this is now called the Cindy Classen Recreation Complex. Baywatch is pretty popular at this point. Kev's not exactly living that lifestyle over in Winnipeg, but still, a 17-year-old lifeguard? Life sounds pretty good. His break is approaching, and a female co-worker of his is going to lend Kev her car, because he has a couple of errands he wants to run. Kev's car is in the shop as he hit the cow on the highway back in July. Yikes. Guess it didn't move out of the way quick enough. Kev has a parking ticket he wants to pay off. Then he's going to bring back some Slurpees for the crew. Slurpees? What? Crazy. If you didn't listen to the previous episode on Slurpee-related crimes, you're missing out. Some of my finest work. Or maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, it's break time, and Kev walks out to the parking lot with the keys to co-worker Jocelyn's mid-90s Ford Taurus. Kev says that was a popular car at the time. My friend's mom had one of those, so I can confirm. He's never been in her vehicle before, but he spots it immediately. Or so he thinks. It's got the windows down and doors unlocked. Perfect. Kev hops in. The vehicle has leopard print interior, and there's some big sunglasses in there as well, which match his co-worker's sassy personality. So no red flags here. He struggles for a bit, but after a few tries, he gets the car started and takes off. Kev stops in an ATM, takes some money out, then goes back to the car and struggles getting the vehicle fired up yet again. Like it's taken him a long time to get it started. He really has to jiggle that key. And oh man, he feels like this is turning into a nightmare already. This is the first time Kev's used anyone else's vehicle before. He chalks up the struggles to his nerves and inexperience. All cars have some different tricks to them though, right? Eventually he makes it to the police station. It's downtown, kind of a rough neighborhood, so he locks up the car this time. And when he comes back, he can't get the door unlocked. Oh dear. He fumbles and struggles with it for a while. Eventually, some parking officers ask the struggling teen if he needs a hand. CBC Kevin interview, quote, The commissioners walked up and asked me if I was having some difficulty. And I said, yeah, I can't unlock the door. This is my friend's car. So one of the commissioners said, Well, I've got a Ford just like this at home. And the keys are really wonky. And sometimes you just have to know how to do it. So he took the key from me. Tried once, twice, unlocked it. And he said, it's all in the wrist, end quote. Relieved, Kevin thanks the officers and gets back behind the wheel. It takes him 10 minutes this time to get the engine going. 
It's like it's getting worse. Kevin quote, So I was pretty upset, pretty panicked. I must have done something, or I'm just so incompetent that I can't start a car if this guy can unlock it on the second try. End quote. Kevin's troubles aren't over yet. The police station wasn't the right place to pay the ticket. He still has to go to the public safety building to take care of that. Then grab the Slurpees. Oh, man. And through more struggles, he finally gets these chores done. And after a stressful, sweaty, painful lunch break, he makes it back to the pool, much later than he anticipated. When he sees Jocelyn, he apologizes profusely. He's all like, shit, I think I may have messed up your keys or ignition or something. I'm so sorry. She's like, don't worry, it's probably fine. Kevin goes home that day, but he is working a split shift. So he comes back again later that evening. When he gets to work, to his horror, he sees Jocelyn's car is still sitting in the parking lot. Damn, he thinks. I messed it up so bad she couldn't even drive it home. He feels absolutely horrible about this. Kevin quote, So that night, I didn't sleep all that well, because I was kind of feeling embarrassed and ashamed that I had done this to her car. End quote. The next morning, he sees Jocelyn, and he, uh, well, I might as well let Kev tell you what happened yet again, because he's so gung-ho about it. Sorry, Leroy. It's okay, man. It's your story. Go ahead. Well, I said, Jocelyn, I'm so sorry. What happened to your car? How come you left your car here last night? And she said, I didn't leave my car here last night. And it dawned on me finally, at that point, that it wasn't her car. And I said, that wasn't your car? And she looked at me and her eyes bugged out. And she said, when you were gone yesterday, someone reported a car stolen. End quote. It's all coming together now. Another accidental car theft. Kevin was freaked out and a little confused. I mean, it's crazy that he was even able to drive someone else's vehicle in the first place. With the wrong keys and all. That should have never happened. Even crazier, this is what happened at the pool while Kevin was out with this lady's vehicle. So she goes swimming, um, she gets out of the pool, and goes to leave, and is shocked to find her car has been stolen. She tells the staff at the pool, but she doesn't report it to the police right away. The young lady can't remember her license plate number. So she walks home, and after getting all the information together, she reports the car stolen with the police the next morning. An officer meets her at the scene of the crime shortly afterwards. And this is where it gets nuts for that poor young lady. Hey, Kev, tell us what happens. Quote, They found the car in the exact same spot she left it, with the windows up, no sign of forced entry, nothing missing out of the car. And so the police thought that she might have been a little nuts. And she maybe thought that she was a little bit nuts. End quote. Uh, yeah, I guess so. She must have felt like she was going crazy. At least until you cleared things up with police and explained to her what happened. Right, Kev? Kev, you did tell her what happened, right? Uh, no, not exactly. Car thief Kevin quote, I always felt guilty about it. I felt horrible that I had stole someone's car. Accidentally, albeit. And I wanted to reach out to her in the beginning. I wanted to reach out to the police to let them know what happened at the time. And I was talked out of it because it was pretty much no harm, no foul. End quote. Oh man, that poor girl. In Kev's defense, I probably would have done the same thing. Just stayed out of it. It ended up being just a funny anecdote he shared with friends and family over the years. But eventually, he got talked into creating a tweet where he described this scenario in hopes of finding this woman. So he could finally apologize and hopefully make her feel less crazy. Let's get a final quote from Kevin, who is now 38 
and all grown up. Quote, I've wondered what it would be like to hear the other side of the story, what story she tells her friends, or if she's too embarrassed to tell anybody because she thinks that it wasn't really stolen. It was the kind of experience that makes somebody feel like they might not be completely with it. Or maybe they thought they made a mistake and they don't really understand how they did. So I wanted to let her know after all these years that this really did happen and that she didn't imagine it, end quote. To my knowledge, no mystery woman ever came forward. I checked out Kevin's Twitter, looked through his 468 tweets and found nothing about a reunion. In fact, the original viral tweet he made about this incident has since been deleted. Maybe he got sick of the attention he was getting from it, from journalists and all that, or potential backlash from people. You know how Twitter can get. Everyone thinks they're an expert. Takeaways from these wild stories today? Well, that's easy. Lock your cars, people. Because you never know who is lurking about in the parking lot. And even if they're not looking to steal your car, they might just do it anyways. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 55, Canadian Car Thieves. See, I told you, we have some hardened criminals over here, eh? Hardened criminals indeed. That's some messed up stuff. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. It's listener confession time, baby. So sing it with me. Let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Da, 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 da. This one comes from Kat, and she says, Leroy, I have to be honest here, as I've listened to all 50 episodes, I felt a little salty that I don't have a sweet softcore crime story to contribute. As I was listening to the Kool-Aid story, I had a flashback to the one I'm about to give you, and I honestly missed the whole rest of that episode because I just zoned out on my drive and thought, holy fuck, I'm a criminal. I was at a shoe store, buying a couple pairs of shoes, and wanted to use a buy-now-pay-later system, similar to Afterpay, because I was spending quite a bit at once. The cashier told me that I had to use the self-checkout to use Pay Later, which really just meant checking out on my phone. The problem was that they had a huge sale that ended that day, and it wasn't allowing me to do it on the mobile checkout. The cashier said, just check out at full price and give me the receipt number and I'll fix it at the register. So I do, and she does. When I get to my car, I check my debit card and think it's odd that PayLater hasn't charged me the initial down payment that they do when you make the purchase, because it's normally immediate. But don't think too much of it. I thought maybe it was slow or needed to process through the system overnight because of the register fix. Days went by and I never got charged. I pulled up the PayLater app and didn't even have an active bill with them. I looked at my receipt and I think instead of just taking the sale percentage off, the cashier accidentally gave me the shoes for free. They had my info because I'm a rewards member, but I never heard from them. And I kept waiting to see a charge or get a call. Finally, six months later, I got a generic hi customer, email saying that I owed money. And I just never replied because at that point it was their mistake. I still feel awful and can never show my face there again. Still have the shoes though. Cat. Well, thanks Cat. And see, if we all think hard enough, we've all done some questionable things in our past. A store making an error in your favor certainly qualifies. And when that happens, who's going to go out of their way to uh, help them rectify that situation? Certainly not me. So I would enjoy those free shoes, girlfriend. 
guilt-free. Cha-ching. Love it. And you know they don't have a clue who you are when they email (laughs) you saying, hello, customer. So you're definitely in the clear. The perfect crime. Thanks again, Kat. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. Send me your true crime confessions and you could have yours played on the air. All right. Next, we have Patreon shoutouts. So can I please have your attention as I induct the next members into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. Marsha C. And Emily W. Let's sound the air horns to make it official. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining the squad. It really helps me out more than you know. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. If you'd like to support the show for the price of a Big Mac a month and get some kick-ass bonus content in return. There'll be a link in the show notes. All right. It looks like that's all I got for you for today, folks. So meet me back here in another 10 days and I'll feed you another hearty helping of soft course gum baggery. Peace. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.